Wow, wow, wow. Welcome back to the podcast. Tim Connor here, golf coach, golf academy owner. All I do is teach golf. That's my the only thing I do. And that's kind of cool because when you only do one thing, you get to get good at it. At least if you reflect and learn and learn from your mistakes and, and try to do that thing better. But with a little bit of time, effort, and patience, if you really want to get good at one thing, you do one thing. It's pretty cool. It's been fun. I've always appreciated that kind of narrow approach to my career. And instead of trying to be good at a lot of things, I've really just tried to be great at one thing that's teaching golf. So this podcast is my outlet to uh, rant to express the things I get to learn. And hopefully by teaching or relaying the things I get to learn, I I gather a further understanding of it. But more importantly to me, I get to let my information breathe. That doesn't mean I'm always right or always wrong. It just means I have one opinion. My opinion is that of which my experience is formed from. So welcome to the podcast. This is Chasing Your Best. It's called that because I want you to play your best golf or whatever version of that is to you. I'm not here to tell you what golf should be to you. I'm just here to help give you a few more tools, resources, and best practices to help you get to where you want to be. And if you don't know where you want to be yet, that's okay. Golf is a journey. Enjoy the journey. Have fun with it. And uh, learn something every time you play. And if you do that, it's a success. If your success is based on score, well, you're kind of in for a rough ride because you won't always shoot your best scores. Try to find joy in other things. Find success in learning. Find success in being able to disconnect from technology, spend some time on the golf course, and connect with your peers. There's a lot of reasons to like and enjoy golf, and um, hopefully you can play golf a little bit better and you find some inspiration and hard work from this podcast. Anyway, let's dig in today. I want you to leave this podcast feeling excited and ready to go play your best. Today, I want to give you some practice strategies, some best practices that will set you up for success. Maybe give you some insight as to how to practice differently so you can gather more return on your time. Most people put enough time into the game to play better. And if you're not playing better, I would first ask Where are you focusing your time? Not necessarily should you put more time in. So let's talk about best practices for playing better golf, how to make the most out of your time. Firstly, don't be the rapid fire guy or gal. This is a don't, not a do. Don't go to the range and just rip ball after ball after ball. If you want to just blow off steam, that's cool. But if you want to play better golf, do not go into rapid fire mode. It is the one of the least productive ways to practice because you're not taking the time to learn and gather feedback and adjust. Check, learn, adjust as you go. In a perfect world, you reflect on the shot you hit, you make the necessary adjustments with a practice swing, and then you step up and you do your best to make that adjustment. And then you reflect, learn, and move on to the next shot. If you just rake ball, hit ball, rake ball, hit ball, there's no learning. There's no time spent in that zone where you're making adjustments. And if you're not learning, what are you really doing? Well, maybe you're blowing off steam or maybe you're just out there to hit golf balls and that's cool too. But this podcast is about playing better golf. And if you want to play better golf, check, learn, adjust, rinse, recycle, repeat. Learn from your last golf shot. What is the thing that went wrong? Did you chunk it? Did you thin it? Did you slice it? Did you hook it? Did you hit it too high or hit it too low? 
answer those questions, reflect on what you can do differently, try to make that adjustment and repeat. And if you're not sure what to adjust, well, do a little bit of research, have a good group of friends or peers that can help you. Or I'm always in favor of working with a qualified golf coach if you can, or you have a good resource nearby that can help you out. It's important that you understand the answers. That doesn't mean you can always make that happen. But at least if you're understanding your pathway, your your path to improvement, you're on the right track as far as I'm concerned. Now the next one, and this is actually appalling to me that more people don't do this more often because I think the best players in the world give us great examples of how to do this, but it's just to go out and play a true practice round. What is a true practice round? It's a round in which your golf score does not matter. You're just playing golf. You're hitting shots. You're practicing things that you normally wouldn't practice. You're hitting shots that you normally wouldn't hit. And you're taking the time to maybe drop an extra ball where you need to. Take your mulligans. Practicing shots that you normally wouldn't. And if you're preparing for a tournament, you're taking notes on that golf course and your core strategy. And you're trying to figure out how to work your best way around that course to make the best score for you. Now, I call it a true practice round because most people, when they go play, they play every single round for their handicap. And I just don't think that's a good balance. You can't play your best all the time. You can only ramp up to your best every once in a while. And when I say professionals give a really great example of that, I mean, in their weekly schedule or every other week or every third week, whenever they play, they're not going out and grinding their their hardest to shoot their best tournament scores every single day. And if it's tournament week, they're going to spend a couple days playing practice rounds where they're dropping balls, they're hitting different shots, they're hitting putts from different spots on the green. They're really studying the golf course and trying to figure out how to most effectively work their way around that golf course so they can put together their best scores and ramp up to playing their best. To be at your peak, you can't be there all the time. So that's why it's important to mix in practice rounds. It's also important to mix in practice rounds because if you're learning something new, you need to learn how to trust that thing that's new. And if you don't spend time in a practice round learning to trust something that's new, how are you gonna do it when you're trying to play your best? It becomes difficult, nearly impossible. So it's important that you take the time to balance out competitive rounds with practice rounds. And I know that sounds simple, but if I look at 100 golfers, very few of them are doing that effectively. So I want you to do that effectively and go play golf for fun. You know, that's it's important to understand that golf, at the end of the day, for most of us, should be fun anyway. It's not a thing that we're going to make our living at. It truly is our recreation, and if it's our recreation, we should enjoy our time doing it. Another version of practice that I really like is opposites practice. Opposites practice is practicing the opposite thing that you're normally used to. So if you're normally used to hitting your golf ball really high, you could practice hitting it really low. If your miss is a slice, well, then you're going to practice hooking it. And you're going to practice the opposite of whatever the thing is that you're good at. You could also call it weakness practice. It's practicing the thing that you're uncomfortable with. If you're really good at hooking the ball, well, then you're going to practice the opposite, slicing it. And it's just, it's an effective way to practice and learn how to use your golf club or your tool differently. Golf clubs are tools. It's important that we understand these tools have many different functions. And the more capable you are with that tool, the more capable of a player you're going to be in the long run. I really don't want a player to be one dimensional in the long run. It's okay to have shots you trust and shots you prefer, but being well-rounded is a game that will travel. Being one-dimensional is a game that will fall apart at some point. 
it'll fall apart because it'll be windy or you'll be at a course that doesn't fit your shot shape or your style. It's important that you have many skills and then those many skills will help your golf score transfer and play better across many different golf courses, many different styles, many different formats over the course of time. Build your skills. Don't be one-dimensional. Do a little bit of opposites practice. Now, to, to layer on opposites practice, but a slightly different style, is practicing the shot ladder. And this can be as complex or as simple as you want it to be. At its simplest level would be hit a golf ball that curves right, and then hit a golf ball that curves left. Hit a golf ball that curves right, and then hit a golf ball that curves left. And just practice getting to know how to use those tools like we touched on earlier. Now, if you want to get more advanced than that, you could say, I want to hit a low ball that curves right. I want to hit a low ball that curves left. I want to hit a medium trajectory ball that curves right. I want to hit a medium trajectory ball that curves left. And so on and so forth. And you can make it as difficult as you want it to be. And if you're getting really good at that, well, then you can even tighten the variance more and say, hey, I only want my ball to curve a little bit. I don't want it to curve a lot. And you kind of set yourself up with these little goals. We just want that last we want that extra bit of focus that's going to help us focus in and practice these shots that, that are really going to help us tighten up our game. So if you're really good, maybe your acceptable curvature is a couple yards. If you're still learning, maybe your acceptable curvature is up to 15 yards. And if you're brand new, maybe your acceptable curvature is just getting the ball curving the, the direction you intend for it to curve. All right. This is very effective practice, very effective skill building, and uh, it's one of those things that will carry with your game for a long time. I do like it as a mix of your practice. Now, another version of that, and a version that I, I, again, I see very few people practice. I see a lot of people just go to the range and make swings that are full speed, full sand, basically all the time, and they're lacking the craftsmanship or the creativity to hit different yardages consistently. Practicing different yardages is very important. Now, if you say you can hit your pitching wedge 100 yards, practice hitting at 75 yards. Practice hitting at 85 yards. Practice the things that is not the thing that is inside your comfort zone. Practicing outside of your comfort zone is one of the fastest ways to get a better return on your time. Now, I will say as a nuance to this, this kind of practice is generally most effective with your scoring irons down say six iron down to sand wedge, anywhere in there hitting with those shorter clubs, really honing in on your distance control. Because for most of us, most of our approach shots are going to be with those shorter clubs. It's pretty rare that you're going to have to cut a lot off a hybrid or three wood or that kind of thing. Your longer clubs are more about knowing where it's going and your shorter clubs are more about precision as far as distance and direction. Now, certainly there's a balance to that and not everything is black and white, but it is important that when you're practicing, you practice distance control with a purpose. And that could be out during your practice round, right? There's a lot of different ways to practice these things and many roads to golf improvement. But what I want you to take out of this podcast is practice what you're bad at. Treat golf as a skill. Practice the things that you don't practice. If you're not practicing your distance control, do that. If you're not practicing your curvature, do that. If you've never practiced curving the golf ball the opposite way that you're used to, do that. If you're not playing practice rounds for fun and being creative and going out and hitting different shots, do that. All of these things are great ways to mix up your practice, keep golf fun, keep it refreshing, keep your brain engaged, and keep building your skill set over time. Anyway, reach out to me anytime. Let me know what you want to hear about because I don't know what you don't know. And it's been fun recently hearing from y'all. And you guys and gals do shape this podcast. So when I hear from you, 
I try to put that stuff and formulate my plan for future podcasts. So let me know what you don't know or want to know. Leave this thing a review, share it with a friend. I will catch you back here, same time, same place, next week.